So one of the worst parts, in my opinion, of running a practice myself was trying to figure out super bills and trying to keep track of super bills as well. Here's what I would get. Nobody would tell me they want a super bill. And then six months later, I get an email letting me know they needed six super bills so they could submit for out of network reimbursement. And I had to go back in and try to figure out what I saw them for and put everything together correctly for them. This is where a company like PT Everywhere solves this problem and creates a ton of time freedom for me. All of the super bills for anybody that we see within this platform with our local practice is housed within their member portal. So they actually can access it themselves. We can see it. We can print it off with one click. You know, we can actually track all their payments, their memberships, their packages that they have and send them out anything they need from a documentation standpoint, all in one simple, easy to track place. This saves a ton of time and it's really made it seamless for us to be able to have better communication on the reimbursement side with our clients that are requesting it. So if you are in practice for yourself, you're thinking about going into a cash practice, I highly recommend heading over to pteverywhere.com, checking out what they got going on because it has helped us a ton. We use it personally and I highly recommend that you use it within your practice as well. So here's the question. How do physical therapists like us who don't want to see 30 patients a day, who don't want to work home health and have real student loans create a career and life for ourselves that we've always dreamed about? This is the question and this podcast is the answer. My name is Danny Matei and welcome to the PT Entrepreneur Podcast. Hey, what's going on guys? Doc Danny here with the PT Entrepreneur Podcast and today it's a uh, story time. We're going to we're going to talk about somebody that, that we've had a chance to work with and tell you <clears throat> just the journey that this individual has taken and I think it's really compelling and uh and it's a cool story and you know for for some of you i hope that this um you know encourages you to also take a chance on yourself like this individual did so for the the purposes of of her i'm going to use a different name uh because some of you might be out there trying to ask her for some money when you figure out what she's doing uh but we're gonna call her sarah it's not a real name but we're gonna call her sarah for the purposes of this story so this goes back um, about a year and a half, two years ago, when I got a chance to talk with this person on the phone about her interest in working with us within our mastermind. Now, to give you some context, um, Sarah just had had a, uh, a, a baby. She had a, she had a daughter. Uh, and at the time, her daughter was about six months old. And she felt very strongly that she didn't want her daughter to grow up in daycare. She wanted to raise her herself. And uh, she realized she couldn't do that while working as a staff clinician uh, anywhere else. She had to kind of try to figure out how to make it work on her own so that she could condense her work time down into two days. That was her goal was to be able to hire basically a in-house nanny two days a week and the rest of the time be able to raise her daughter herself. So when we talked, she asked me, she said, Hey, do you think it's possible to replace my income, which was roughly just like everybody else, you know, 70, $80,000 a year. Do you think it's possible for me to replace my income working for myself two days a week, or at least get close to that amount? And, you know, we did some quick math in her area and what we thought she could charge. Uh, and she was already working with, with people, um, out of her house. And, uh, you know, we felt that she could, and that there was some low hanging fruit there with how she could change what she was charging and how she was packaging things up and uh, effectively make it more profitable. So we started working with, uh, with Sarah and 
you know, one thing that we that we had to deal with <clears throat> fairly early on, and this is pretty common. I've brought this up before with females, is if their 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 spouse, uh, and, and it's not just females. This happens to males as well. It just seems to be more common with with females and males, is that their spouse sometimes just doesn't think uh, that a practice like what we talk about will actually be able to, you know, be profitable or as profitable as we project. And in this case, there definitely was a little bit of that, right? So we essentially, uh, you know, she got her husband to agree that they would invest in herself for a year via this mastermind and, uh, and, 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 and give a chance, <clears throat> give her a chance to really be able to build her business. Um, you know, learning how to, to actually do the business side of, uh, the clinical work, which she was a great clinician and he was apprehensive, no doubt about it. Uh, and kind of, we, we, we heard about it kind of along the way, uh, but there were some other barriers that she sort of had to work through. Number one was, uh, a, a, a fear, a fear of uh, failure, you know, uh, of it not working out in particular with some of the pressure from, uh, from her spouse. The other thing was giving up a steady paycheck you know, a steady paycheck for a good job that many of us have in order to take a chance on yourself and not knowing if it's, uh, going to work. The other thing was self-doubt. You know, I think this is really common with females as well, in particular, smaller females. So Sarah is a, is a small, she's a small lady. Yeah. <laughs> she's, but she's, she's also a badass. and I'll get to kind of what her, her development, but, um, you know, it's it, people in society, like I'm, I am a bigger male. People, uh, perceive me, they, they, they talk to me in a different manner than a small female and that's reality, you know, and we obviously need to be aware of that. Um, you know, so for her, some of it was just some self-doubt over, you know, confidence with, with, with herself. Um, you know, and she also said something I remember that was interesting where she basically said that she wasn't good with, with she wasn't great with math. She was self-stated. I'm not great with math. And, um, and for a lot of people with business, that's, that's actually something that they're very fearful of is like, well, what if they make the wrong decision because they're starting to look at finance and they don't really know how to read like a profit and loss, uh, you know, report for their business or understand taxes and project these things out. And so we try to simplify these things as much as we can. Um, and I think as soon as people realize the basics that they need to know, it's pretty empowering that, you know, you don't have to be, you don't have to have like a a master's degree in calculus to figure this stuff out. You just need to know what to look at and what those numbers are telling you, like the information that, that they are, um, are telling you. The last thing was she wasn't sure how to get clients, you know, and she was pe seeing people out of her house. So it wasn't like she was at a gym <clears throat> or a facility where there was foot traffic. She was having to go out, find people to work with, you know, and market herself, um, which is, which is for sure a challenge for a, for a newer business. But what was really cool was, you know, for us to be able to, uh, start to work with this individual, start to work with Sarah and organize some of the things that she was working on, help her, I guess, rebuild her, her offer, uh, for, for her practice and who she was working with, defining her perfect client, where those people exist, develop some marketing uh, strategies around that, and really more than anything, improve her confidence with selling. And I remember getting together for the first time, we were in Dallas at the, the ranch that we do our live event at um, in, in the, uh, uh, this year, it was the, the year that we met up, it was in the spring, but typically we do it in the fall. And uh, I remember talking with a small group that she was in and we were talking about sales. 
And she brought up her numbers and her numbers were really high from a package sales standpoint. I think it was like 80 or 90%. And uh, we're like, cool. Like, what? tell us, uh, you know, what do you think is really helping with your sales percentage? Because it's really high. And I remember her saying, you know, she's like, well, you know, I'm kind of a small female. I'm not very, you know, intimidating. Uh, and uh, she, she basically said like she would use it to her advantage uh, to, to really come across as, um, you know, less, a, less of an authority, somebody that's, you know, more, um, more, more of a trusting individual, somebody that's more empathetic. And she definitely was, but she, it was intentional as well. Don't get me wrong. Like she built it in as part of her sales process. And I remember watching her and just thinking, holy shit. She sounds completely different than when we first talked because she is like intentional about her strategy of how she's selling her services. And she's taking what in some cases is a disadvantage and making it an advantage for herself. That is some next level stuff. That, that really is, is the transformation that we love to see is as people start to realize what their superpowers are and how they can use those and they gain confidence with that. That's where we see, you know, dramatic changes in business, but also in how people carry themselves in their confidence level, uh, and how they interact with other people in the world. And, and one thing that you have to keep in mind when you go into business for yourself, or you take a chance on yourself in some capacity in entrepreneurship, entrepreneurship role, whatever it might be, you're putting yourself out there and you're going to realize what flaws you have. Maybe it's time management. Maybe it is that you're bad with numbers, right? Maybe, maybe you don't, you're not great with math and you, you've kind of self-stated that you're just bad at math your whole life, or somebody told you that, or maybe you did bad on standardized testing, whatever it might be. But it doesn't mean that your brain can't, uh, you know, function in a role of finance within your business. You just, you just need to know what to learn and what to read and what it means and start to develop that skill. And the confidence that comes along with you challenging yourself, growing, winning, and developing this business where you know, it's yours. You did it. You, you, you've earned it. The confidence that comes along with that and the change in someone's perception of themselves is, is unbelievable. It's the thing that I enjoy the most with the work that we get to do. And the reason why we are so hands-on with people is not just because we feel like it's the best way for them to get an outcome. It, I think it is, but it's also because selfishly, we want to see the transformation. We, we love being a part of it. It is the best part of uh, being able to work with clinicians like this because we see a timid person unsure of themselves turn into a confident person that is now able to interact with people in the world in many different ways outside of their business in a, in a more profound way because of the struggles and the challenges that they've had to face within their business. And as you go through the stages of building your practice, what you'll realize is you're developing as a person the entire time. You have to, otherwise it won't work. It's the, uh, the silver lining in many ways to what we get to do as a business owner. We think, oh, it's all about replacing my income, you know, make more money, create time freedom. No, it's about becoming a better person, a, w- a more well-rounded human being, uh, a more confident individual, someone that's better for your family, your friends, that's able to tolerate the ups and downs that come along with that in business, which guess what? There's also there in life with many things that we deal with. And what was so interesting in that moment to see what Sarah was doing was that, and it's not like we said, hey, do this. She independently realized that that is what she needed to do. And she started testing uh, out different strategies, retesting it, tracking it, and essentially the scientific approach of 
you know, how to solve a, a problem, which is what we love to see. Now, catching up the, the next live event when we were together and along the way, she continued to grow her practice. She can continue to refine her business, her marketing. Uh, and you know, what's interesting is like, she was able to hit that goal of replacing her income, uh, as a, you know, two days a week, um, making her full-time income working somewhere else five days a week by the end of that year that we worked with her. And, uh, you know, recently she'll, she'll hit me up every once in a while, just a little update of what's going on or, uh, uh you know, just a quick little text and <clears throat> see what's going on or an email. And, um, you know, recently she, she texted me as well. And, uh, let me know that she had her biggest month ever still working two days a week. She, she, uh, grossed, uh, $11,000 working out of her house. Uh, you know, working with the clients that she loves working with on her terms, still spending as much time as she possibly can with her daughter while still, you know, being a massive contributor to her family on the financial side. And, you know, what we love to see is that transformation, you know, that transformation of this person that decides that they want to do they want to create a life that is on their terms. They want to create a business that supports their life and not have a business turn into their life. And for many people that we work with, especially ones that are further along, they've basically settled into the fact that they are on 24 seven, their business is their life. They they might be making more money than they were when they were working for somebody else, but they have no time to spend with anybody because they're never actually present. They're, they're always working on something else. Uh, but, but mentally they're not there and people can tell if you are, or you're not, are you engaged? Or are you somewhere else? It's very noticeable in terms of how you interact with people, your body language, uh, how, how you hold a conversation with someone. And I've got myself guilty of this on many occasions as well. And something you have to be very intentional about, but a lot of that is about creation of systems and space and the ability <clears throat> for you to have time where you are working on the right things and building the right things and bringing right, the right people onto your team so that you can free up that mental bandwidth to really be present and focus on the things around you that are most important. And just like with Sarah and her transformation, where she went from, from being unsure to confident and, you know, just crushing it with what her business goals were. Uh, it all starts with the same step. It all starts with the same initial step that everyone has to take. And that is to take a chance on yourself and learn the business skills that complement your clinical skills so well. And this is what we found to be the missing link for so many people. So many people that we work with they are amazing clinicians. They really care about people and they're getting frustrated by not being able to use their skill set in the way that they feel like it deserves to be used. You know, you, you go and get a fellowship degree of training or, you know, high level clinical skills over a few year period and you work in a traditional setting and it's like you're a Ferrari that can only go 25 miles an hour. Well, you can only drive a Ferrari 25 miles an hour for so long before you start to get frustrated and want to test that thing out. So as we see these clinicians upgrade their skill set clinically, they start to get frustrated. And typically what happens is they jump ship. All right, cool, man. I'm going to do this on my own. They start a little side hustle, or maybe they go all in on their own, their own thing. And if they are like somewhat, uh, charismatic and uh, naturally okay at sales and a good clinician, 
they can typically do okay and get clients and really build up to where they're, um, you know, they're able to go all in on themselves and, and replace their income. The, the challenge is where they get stuck is when they realize that they're doing everything by themselves. There's no organization to it. They have no systems for anything. They have no other people that they can then bring into the fold to where they can take some of the roles that they have to offload on other people away and gain their time back because they don't know how to hire. They don't know how to train and they don't know how to organize an effective business that doesn't necessarily require them every single day to be there. That's a very, very different skill. And if you want a lifestyle business and you just want to work a couple of days a week, like, like Sarah, her goal was then cool. Like you can get there pretty quickly for many people. They want to be able to create time freedom, uh, and be able to create a business that they, they can be there with and uh, without them necessarily being their day to day. And even if that isn't your goal, you still have to understand how to sell yourself, how to market, you know, how to bring people in and have a structured process for them. So you can have a very predictable business instead of just hoping that everything is going to work out. You know, if you, if you go to bed at night, hoping you're going to have some new, you know, inquiries of people that want to work with you the next day, that is not a good place to be. You know, you, you shouldn't hope for good months. You should expect them because you have the right things in place. You're doing the right things. You're tracking the right things. And what frustrates us sometimes is we see clinicians that drop, you know, hundred thousand dollars to get a degree that teaches them how to make, you know, $70,000 working for somebody else with no opportunity to ex really expand past that. And not only that, but seeing massive amounts of volume. And yet when they look at their skill set and investing in themselves, you know, a fraction of that to learn how to actually match up the business side it seems crazy. <laughs> You're like, no way am I dropping a few thousand bucks to learn how to like build up the business side of this. Like I just spent a hundred thousand dollars on, on my degree and I still have student loans. Well, I, I hate to tell you, but that's, that's not that great of an ROI. If you really think about it, like if you spend a hundred grand to, to then get a job that you can make, you know, 70 to $80,000 with, I don't know many people that are going to take that, that trade. And this is a problem bigger than this in terms of you know, debt with, with some of these, uh, education, um, like uh, graduate school degrees and, and even undergrad degrees, but it is, it is what it is. And the profession is amazing. Like it's one of the best professions to be in from a personal standpoint, you know, and, and the personal reward that we get from helping people out, but we also need finances to support our families. So when we look at a hundred K to learn how to do a, a job where you're going to make significantly less than that, a few thousand dollars to be able to double your your income by leveraging your business skills, uh, along with your clinical skills, it should be a no brainer for many people, but lots of folks have to run into the wall a few times and fall down before they realize they don't know where the door is and they need someone to help show them where it is and how to open it <laughs> and how it works. Because if you think clinical skills are all it's going to take, I, I have news for you. It's just not the case. It's just not, you're either going to create a you know, a business for yourself that you hate running, or it's not going to work at all. You have to understand these other things that go into it. And when you do, you have a lot of freedom that comes from that, a lot of clarity that comes from that. And you start to then run your business instead of your business running you, which is exactly what happened with Sarah. And I'm so proud to tell her story. I'm so proud of her and what she has been able to accomplish and how she's been able to stick to her goal. And her practice could be much more than what it is right now. When she decides that she wants to do that, in the future, if she decides she wants to do that, this just might be the perfect lifestyle for her. And that's what you have to decide. What is it that you want? And then you have to work on building that thing 
and stay focused on that thing and build the skills up around that that you need that are going to help you achieve that goal. So, you know, if you guys are inspired by this story, if it sounds like something that, you know, you want help on as well, reach out to us, go to physicaltherapybiz.com forward slash call, you know, fill out a little assessment. We'll see if you're the right fit to chat with one of our team members. If nothing else, we'll dig into your business for a little while. Uh, you know, give you some really clear ideas of what you're doing right and what you're doing wrong. And, uh, and, and if we're not a mutual fit to really help you out, then we'll facilitate the connection to the right person. Um, because you know, you need, you need the help, uh, to help you build your business that you don't have right now. And if you don't get it, it's going to be a very slow process. So shout out to Sarah. She probably knows who she is. <laughs> is, and those of us that are in the mastermind know who she is and are proud of her for what she's done. Um, and I hope this inspires you guys as well to take your chance, uh, take a chance on yourself the same way that Sarah did and changed her life in the process of going all in on herself and building the business that she wanted to support her family and her life and not her life becoming her business. Hey, wait a minute. Just to let you guys know, we are closing in on 200 views on iTunes. That's crazy. Most podcasts hardly get to 100 views, let alone 200. And this is such a niche-specific PT business podcast. That's wild. So let's try to rally the troops and get to 200 reviews for this podcast. The first thing you need to do is you got to sub- subscribe to this sucker, whether it's on iTunes or any other platform that you're listening to on, so you know when new episodes are coming out. The next thing, make sure that you leave a review. I'd love to hear what you have to say. I read all of them. It means a lot to me. Next thing, guys, take a screenshot of whatever episode you're listening to and put it in your stories on Instagram and tag me in it. That's at Danny Matei PT. If you do this, I will repost it. So you'll get a bump. I'll get a bump. We'll share this information with a lot more people because that's the goal, guys. We want to get this information in front of a lot more people. So take a screenshot, share it on Instagram stories, tag me in it, and I will repost it. So here we go. Let's try to get to 200 reviews for the podcast. Thanks for listening.